Welcome back to Gospel Rant. I'm Dr. Bill Sinyard. Um, and those of you who've listened to podcasts or checked out the website or have been to a conference or speaking uh, tour of mine, you know we talk a lot about shame. We talk a lot about guilt and, and addictions and the difference the gospel can make. Uh, so I was excited when I went to Doylestown, Pennsylvania and heard Andrew give his testimony to a group of men. Actually, I was blown away because it's all of those things in gospel too. How do you preach the gospel to your shame, your guilt, your addiction? Because this stuff is powerful. It's life-changing. So anyway, this is the third podcast of my interview with Andrew. So, Andrew, I want to welcome you back to Gospel Rant. Well, thanks for having me back. Um, before we get this, I just want to make sure people have a, a, a place where they can contact you. You're with Facing Addiction Ministries. The website is Reconciled Fam, Reconciled famfam.life, and they can uh, get in touch with you there and find out a lot more information if they need help, if they're in trouble. Uh, they can get in touch with somebody at that website, correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. So we finished really last time at the last podcast, but but you were thinking, hey, there's a couple more things I feel like I didn't say that I wanted to say. So, all right, man, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, I felt like I left some things unsaid that I should have said. Um, the first of which being I mentioned that I thought I would never be free from the strong desire to use and do drugs um, and drink alcohol. And I have been set free from that. And that happened that night at America's Keswick that I spoke of in the gymnasium. And that doesn't mean that I never think about it. That yeah. doesn't mean the temptation never comes. You're going to struggle with it till you die, right? And it's not, it's not, I, I know now that I don't need to do it. I'm well aware of where it will take me if I let it own me. Cause yeah. the word of God, you know, Paul says all things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be overcome or dominated or owned by any of those things. Yeah. So I know that now. So whenever I'm having a really hard day and I, having to go to someone's house and they're pouring a glass of scotch because I used to love the taste of scotch. Triggers. Triggers. But they don't, it's not like, ooh, ooh, white knuckling. It's, yeah, that was that was fun for a while, but I know the ultimate consequences and I pray and say if I need to and I move on. It's no longer that dominating, fear-inducing, if I don't have a drink, I'm not going to be able to make it through the day kind of yep. thing. Yep. So I wanted to say that and I also really wanted to say, you know, you asked, uh, does God love the alcoholic, the addict? Does God love yeah. the person who uh, is the frequent relapser? Because there are lots of frequent relapsers. And emphatically, the answer is yes. Yep. Absolutely does. Right. So he, he wants that person to be sober. He wants us all to live a good, sober life. But he understands our weaknesses. He's well acquainted with them. Mm -hmm. And it's more than just being sober. He he doesn't want us to just not pick up and use, not pick up and drink. He wants to set us free from the things that cause that, the shame, the guilt, and the fear. Yeah. And I really wanted to get that across to people because if my only freedom 
in Christ was from the substance abuse and the alcohol, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be, it would, I mean, AA and NA does that for people. Yep. Jesus has provided me freedom from the things that caused me to want to use in the first place and create those really bad habits. So I really wanted to get that across. Um, and the other thing I really wanted to mention was my relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that it had been so rough um, four or five years ago. My dad really, uh, for the first time, actually accepted Christ as his savior. Mm. He had said it. He had learned the Christianese for a long yep. time. And when I went a few years before I went back to America's Kazakh the second time, mm-hmm. he actually did it. And change actually started to occur in him. And he wrote me this letter while I was in there the second time. That was so much more than the, I, I don't know, the, anything he had said before. Him saying he was proud of me was an amazing moment. But this letter went into depth about how he viewed me, how he was sorry for only loving me out of a sense of obligation because I was his child and all of these things. And it was um, so freeing for me emotionally to have this letter from my dad that explained all of these things. And now to see God working in his life, how he worked in mine and, and just witnessing that is so amazing. So I just wanted to be clear on that. So people don't, if someone listens to this, who knows my dad, they don't go up to him and harass him. Uh, <laughs> he, he is making great strides. Right. In the so, there we go. So if you hear this podcast, leave Andrew's dad alone. Yeah. <laughs> or give him a high five. Oh yeah, Good. I actually shared your story to a, a, a grown man in his fifties yesterday, and the thing that moved him the most was your dad coming back to say how proud of you he was. He, he this man also had a very demanding, critical father, and and to this day doesn't know, doesn't have that relationship. So it, it definitely moved him. So yeah, and, and you know, I'm I count I count myself really privileged to have that restoration going on. Because in my dad's situation, his father passed away recently, and there's never there was never any reconciliation there. So it happens both ways. Reconciliation isn't promised; it's what God desires, but it's still up to individuals to make the moves to be reconciled with oh, each yeah. other. And and it happens, but you know, I keep telling people who have unreconciled relationships, and they are Jesus followers. Heaven is going to be ridiculously great. Amen. This, and this isn't heaven. No, no, it's not. And I wish it was. And we can lean into that. And, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we should experience some of that. But it's hit and miss. I and mean, this is not heaven. We got to keep telling people that we're all struggling here. All creation groans, Paul says in Romans 8. He's right. And that includes my brain. That includes my relationship. That includes my sense of identity. It just is. Yeah, um, yeah we, we, we don't get to rest yet. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So is everything, anything else on your heart? Uh, no, other than, you know, I, sometimes people look at me and, and can't imagine that I used to be an alcoholic and a heroin addict. Um, I, I look like I'm in relatively good shape. Got some love handles coming in now. Yeah. But, um, you yeah. know, you my wife. look like a typical street guy. Right. Well, and the thing is, I never did. Mm-hmm. I never really did. I kept a job and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't know what someone's going through unless you know them personally. Yeah. Yeah. And That's you good. don't. Even now, not everything's perfect. I still have my struggles. My my wife and I have arguments and stuff. Even though generally we're happy people, yep, we'll have our struggles. I still have 
temptations that come my way. Nothing's perfect. Thank you. But I have a solid foundation that I rest my hope upon. That yeah. my eternal hope in Jesus Christ. So I just yeah. wanted to say the last point that not everything's perfect, even though it may look like it sometimes on the outside. Yeah. And I trust in God for, you know, resolution of all the junk in my life. Yep. And, and, you know, to build on that, our churches are filled with people like you who are, don't look like they're struggling, but, but really are, and they're too ashamed or too afraid to go, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with pornography or I'm struggling with alcohol or with a broken relationship or an affair or whatever it might be. There our pews are littered with people who are are coming for help. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. And you know what helps with that? When I share my testimony and I realize that it's all been paid for and there should be no shame in it because it's yeah. a testimony of Jesus Christ's healing power. Yeah. Yeah. That's when other people are like, you know what? I've been through some similar yeah. stuff. Yeah. Other people, right. especially some people are like, well, I've been not through nearly what you've been through, but I can confess this to you. And it starts the ball rolling because the enemy wants us to keep things locked away and not talk about mm-hmm. them and have that fellowship and that community mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. God wants for us. Yeah. That's good. Hey, I wanted to close off by reading, uh, you know, when I was in uh, Doylestown, I had everybody stand up and read a prayer. Uh, it's preaching the gospel to my addiction. I just want to read it uh, for people who might be listening to this podcast, and maybe you can comment on it. But my suggestion is we just say this to ourselves twice a, twice a day, whether, whether you feel like you're an active addict or not, because if you're not, you know somebody, or you will know somebody, or you will be an active addict someday. And, yeah. and maybe this will be reminded. So twice a day, it's, you can get it on the, the gospel-app website or in the, in, the, in the workbooks, Take Heart YZ. But here it is. Uh, Jesus, I'm back. I did it again. The very thing that I swore that I wouldn't do. I could, couldn't seem to help it. I am far more broken than I ever thought. I am ashamed. I'm riddled with remorse and guilt and fear. I'm just tired. I need to ask, Jesus, did you die for that sin, my most recent one against you, others, and myself? The actions driven by my addiction, you did. It's paid for completely. Make me believe that now. I need to ask another question. Do you still like me, love me as I am, not as I should be? You do? As much as you love your father and he loves you, you do? Make me believe that too. I have another question. If I was to look up into your eyes right now, would I see that you adore me as I am, the addict, knowing that I promised to kick the habit and didn't, knowing that I will probably disappoint you again and again? I would see your adoration for me as I am again. That is the gospel. Make me get that now. Empower me to look up. Give me the capacity to willingly take this burden off and hand it to you again. Mm. Amen. I think it's all true. Yeah. You're stuck in that position, especially when you're a regular relapser. Trying to come up with a better term, but yeah. Such shame. Yeah. I, I mean, you, especially when you make the promise. Yeah. Again and again and again, you know, and you don't understand why you can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Why go to church then? Why worship God? Why pray? Because you you think you're such a disappointment. Right. Yeah. It's not what God says. Not what God says, man. Hey, Andrew, you're my hero today, like you were yesterday when we did the last podcast. (laughs) And uh, look, anything I can do for you or my ministry can do for you, just let me know, right? Absolutely, sir. Uh, Close us in prayer. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just um, I thank you for your love for us, for sending your son to die on the cross for us. 
um, and for the life that he offers us, Lord, and your Holy Spirit and the word that you have given us that tells us who you are, Lord, um, that you are loving, that you are caring, that you wish for us to know you and to be set free by the power of your love and your salvation. Mm-hmm. And I just ask that anyone listening to this who's struggling would reach out to um, someone at their local church um, through Bill's ministry, through our ministry, um, through anything, Lord, that they would just reach out and seek help, Lord, that they would um, pray to you and that they would come to know you, Lord, and that you would um, show them that you don't want them to carry on that shame and that guilt mm-hmm. that they have. Um, and I just, I, I love you so much. And I thank you for what you've done in my life and Bill's life. And I ask that you would um, use our ministries to reach out to others mm-hmm. and um, help us to remain humble and your servants in Jesus name. I pray this. Amen. Amen. All right. Just uh, once again, reminder, if you wanted to get in touch with uh, facing addiction ministries, it's reconciled fam. Dot life. Reconciled fam dot life. Well, uh, that's the end of another gospel rant. We'll see you next time. When we hit some other topic, I think we're getting back to the Enneagram next time, so that'll be a lot of fun. See you then. God bless. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.